0: Welcome to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast
1: with Jennifer Artherton. Listen in for real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women
0: who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams and tackling challenges they never thought possible.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. I am super excited to have with me Odette Peak, who is an author, a speaker, and a business coach, and who has an incredibly inspiring story about suffering a personal breakdown and what she calls a, her spiritual breakdown, which led her to take a shift in her life and also to find kind of her meaning and purpose. Welcome, Odette. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me today. Oh, thank
0: you so much. It's great. It's nice to meet you, and a great how we we reached out on the social network somewhere, which is always nice. Nice to know that stuff works.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm so happy for the interwebs because that's how everything happens these days. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your story. So I I have heard a little bit about it, but I would oh. love to kind of know how you got to the place that you got to. So yeah. you know, what was the breakdown, and where did it lead you from that point?
0: Um. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, I was just, I meditate, I meditate now, which is I never did before. And, um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's an ever evolving journey. So I, am at, even like today, I'm at a, at a newer place so I can come to you with a little bit of a, a different um, perspective. So, oh, which is nice. It's refreshing. Let me tell you for me, it's refreshing. So, <laughs> in, um, in, in the nineties I started a business when I was 27 here in, in Toronto and it was super successful Um, you know, it was all, it was really more money generation as opposed to passion generation and did that for 10 years, I was in a marriage, got divorced, you know, that whole journey that so many of us go through. And I found myself at that place of what's next, what's now, what's now for me and having two little kids, single, uh, single parent, and spent about five years kind of trying to figure out what I want. And as I look back now, I realized the, if I had to do it over again, I would have, um, enlisted the help of someone to say, to help me pull apart, what do I want? What's my vision? How do I want my life to unfold? All of that. But I didn't do that. I didn't know to do that. Um, and they ended up being in a, a, going into a blended family relationship for the wrong reasons, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. And it was based on fear. And... Right then was working and uh, in a government job i am not a government worker i'm am self employed It's just who i am right. and found myself being at this crossroads of what the hell am i doing and but that wasn't even the the downfall that was sort of the 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 start of the decline and um, started um, uh, i got laid off in the government which was which was a, like was a moment where i went yes i can go do my own thing now right. and Started to become a coach. What can I do? How uh, how can I take my knowledge and put it into a business? Developed the business coaching um, uh, business, and within the first year, um, I was just trying to figure it all out. I had a part time job, but then when I went full time, is really when the sh- you know shit hit the fan. And <clears throat> my within a month, my my relationship, the the safe secure one, ended and I found myself in a place of I'm going to be back on my own again and I have a business to run and how am I going to do all of this my kids were still young they were in grade seven and nine and but once the dust settled on that it's like okay I got a plan I got a strategy I can figure this out Um, both of my parents who were elderly they both within the span of a couple of months fell broke a hip and they both passed away
1: yikes
0: and that was sort of the beginning of the end, where my future was like wiped out because now I didn't know what I was going to do with my future, and my past. If anyone knows what it feels like to be an orphan, and it all happened so rapidly, it was like the past, uh, the future, the past gone right, in, in right. months. And what happened um, was the stress. The stress got to the point that it was so severe. I woke up one morning, and I had I couldn't get up. I couldn't I couldn't move and the I had pinched nerves in my neck is essentially what happened because people will say what happened and it was just really quite simply pinched nerves in my neck I didn't realize it at the time but for a year and a half I couldn't move my arms or my upper body and I would wake up every morning with what would look like rheumatoid arthritis is that my hands were curled in like all the tendons were tight and here I am you know the just moved out of the family home my future's gone my my past is gone and that sounds so victimy but it's true it's like I was in this place of my <laughs> <get> present right. <laughs> my present being uh, a state of paralysis so wow. it was my own walking uh, metaphor and it's like how did I what did I need to do and I really remember I remember just sitting on the couch in fact this couch here <laughs> going <"What> the <laughs> hell am I doing and I felt so empty inside I felt like a shell and it was a deep deep deep, I'll say a despair, but more of a, I can't do this like this anymore. Right. And it was, I just didn't know who I was. I didn't, I lost my inner sense of meaning and purpose. In fact, I don't even think I knew what it was in the first place. So I was very black oh, yeah. and white. That was the, the spiritual breakdown, which was really the mother of all epiphanies going, I don't know who I am. I need to figure out who I am. If I'm going to be able to continue on in anything that I do. Yeah. So that's the, that was the whole.
1: <laughs> yeah, I so relate to that, but for different yeah. reasons, found myself lying in bed going, where the hell am I? Who am I? What do I even want? Right? So, yeah. and I think that's not an uncommon thing. Like, I, I think this is the yeah. kind of age where you're being like forced into this cor- course correction, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And like I was saying earlier, um, you know, I can't remember if it was on camera or not, um, but you know I, I got into meditation and i and even then i was still like this was about six years ago seven years ago so yeah. i'm still on that journey and now yeah. i'm at a different journey and a different crossroads in my in, in my life of do i really want to be doing the grind do i want to be doing my business this way do i want to be living my life this way and i'm finding that i um what is which my course correction point now is you know is about self-love self going still mm-hmm. deeper because for some reason the universe is having me be at this crossroads again and it's different this time. I'm much more, I'm aware. And when you're aware, you can't unknow that you can't not know what you already know. So it's about taking a look at a creation of of who do I really want to be? Not from a place of money or fame or fortune or any of that stuff, but from the inside and coming to that place of real deeper peace and self love
1: yeah. I mean, gosh, that, that is probably the most important part of the foundation. And I think that's when we find ourselves in these places where we're, you know, incapacitated for whatever reason, it all comes down to having ignored ourselves for forever and forever, like in favor of a relationship or a career or whatever it might be. And then mm-hmm. you come to this point where you're like, okay, I am, I can no longer be ignored. The little voices inside can no longer be ignored. Right. And you have to, that's the point where you come to where you have to you have to start paying attention, right? You're forced to, you don't have a choice.
0: No. And the universe has a real great way of, of, of forcing you to do that. Isn't that <laughs> the majority of the world is asleep Yeah. and, and comes from a place of fear and for the, for the chosen few who are, um, and I'll just, I, I really do feel like I'm a chosen one. And that sounds really maybe egotistical and not that anybody else is not a chosen one, but I'm, uh, I'm, for me to go from who I was to who I am now is a complete transformation. People don't even recognize me. Now, I did change my hair color from blonde to yellow, <laughs> or to um, red, okay. um, you know, but, but besides that, it, it's, people don't know me. They, they go, wow, you're just so different Yeah, and I am approachable. I'm likable. I'm, I'm, I'm all of those things that, cause I was so angry and frustrated and yeah you know, the wall was up all around me for most of my life. And that's a protection mechanism. For sure. And the universe is saying, "No, this is coming down, and it's coming down hard and fast. Yes. And I can handle it. But at the same time, it's kind of scary. But it's about being that beacon of hope for other people who might be at the start of their journey.
1: Yeah. So how did you then, um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you went from this place of what I call complete surrender to what's happening in your life, right? To um, then being able to find your mission, your purpose. Because um, I know you've now shifted from um, or towards, you know, helping women or other, other people, not, not necessarily women. I don't know. Do you just work with women? No, but no. majority. Okay. Yeah. To, um, you know, helping them on their own mission to, to find their authentic lives. Like how, like, can you tell us a little bit about what that process looked like for you? yeah for sure, so,
0: as a business coach, I was helping entrepreneurs um, with marketing with messaging with mindset stuff, but I was coming at it from a place of real hardcore and if you know i'm fifty two so if anyone remembers the eighties and I was a <laughs> salesperson in the eighties and the eighties is very much um was different than it is today today it's about sharing your story authenticity vulnerability the eighties it was not like that no. it was you know, oh, no. not at all. It was the <laughs> complete opposite, and I work really well in that environment. And then with the with the with um, what do you call it social media and all of that. Now you're exposed. Like let's mm-hmm. face it, us yeah. and our children are so exposed. Yeah, yeah for sure. That you know, I, I'm I'm actually seeing a reflection back of myself and going, that's not really that's ooh, that's kind of yucky. Mm-hmm. And so I just did a I do I do an exercise with my clients. It's it's about getting out of the box and. I got really clear on what box I had put myself in and the box based on um, what you know my fears are, my anxieties are. And when I was able to articulate, <clears throat> uh, write it down, it's an exercise that I do, and it's what box have you put yourself in? What is the fear? What's the anxieties? Uh, what are the worries? What is, what's the self-talk and all that? And then you're, you write it down and you're able to see what conversation it is that you're having with yourself on mm-hmm. a daily basis. Yeah. And I looked at that and then I went, and then the next exercise part of the exercise is how do you feel? What are the feelings that come up? And for me, it was anger, hostility, frustration, pissed offness, all of that kind of stuff. And I saw this and I went, oh, that is so not who I want to be. That's not even who I am. Right. And I was then able to recreate my a, a new box, taking myself out of an old box and putting myself into a new box. And not boxing myself in, but being able to close the door on the, on the person that I don't want to be. And you know, I started to do the shift of coming from a place of what is your vision? What pr- kind of life do you want to create? Because for, for, for people in business or career, it doesn't matter. It's what the life needs to come first. And then the, the business or the career or the moneymaker. Right. And I was doing it right. the opposite.
1: Right. And
0: so I started to do that shift and people started to come on board with the shift of what is your bigger vision for your life? What is the legacy that you want to leave? And <clears throat> um, not coming from a place of, the doing and the tangible in, 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 in the world as we see it, yeah. but from an inner. So you need to build your life from the inside out, not the other way around. But, how many times? Well, yeah. how many times do we look at the external, right? For sure. And we measure our success and our value, or sorry, our value. Exactly. Based on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're conditioned that way from from the time you finish yeah. university and you enter the workforce. Like, it's all about the external. It's about how much money you made, what promotion you got. You know, what do you have to show for it? And we completely ignore this inner life, which is in fact the correct driving force of where we should be. And I, like, I know myself. I was completely caught up in that through my entire corporate career, and then I got to this place where I found myself sitting in meetings, going how did i get here is this even what i want to be doing like you know but we are so conditioned to ignore what's going on inside in favor of the external right the external validation yeah
0: but if you go back to when you were a kid or actually better yet which is even kind of scary is to go back and take a look at the way that you parent your children and not you Mm me yeah what i used to say and it's all based on the old the, the the that life of the external The things that I used to say to my kids, I would never say now if I had to do it all (laughs) over again. And so I like helping them rewire. Like I look at the, you know, um, who they are today and and my, my role in that. And so as, so the things that we say to kids now is uh, um, it's all about the external. Mm -hmm. It's never really, how are you feeling about that? It's don't do that because that causes this. Yeah. don't be rude because, you know don't be rude don't be don't ask oh i love that one is you know as a kid if <laughs> a kid asks to have something of of someone else and parents are like don't ask fuck yeah ask, yeah. ask. <laughs> yes. and so we're conditioning our children to to close up the inside and just worry about what the way that we are being and how it's affecting the outside world rather yeah. than 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 just having them think about what's going on for them on the inside is told maybe why they're
1: doing something that, the way that yeah. they do. So. Yeah. The old, don't question me, just follow up, just do what I say. You don't yeah. have remember that one. Oh God. I think, oh, yes. I think I was guilty of yeah. that one several times. <laughs> over oh, yes. life. Yeah. yeah. And so um, like, how did, how did uh, for you personally, how did um, how did, how did, how did your mission come to you? Like, how did you get clear on the fact that you wanted to help people find their soul story and communicate it? Like what, what was that process? Did it like land on you one day? Was it a process of trying things? Like, how did you end up in this particular place?
0: Um, I think, I think it was a bit of both. So when I was going through that spiritual recovery or reconstruction process, um, I started to meditate, which I, you know, I couldn't do it. was just brutal. Like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Sticking with it and doing, and trying all sorts of different things really in the personal development um, space. And um, I, um, two things happened. One was I was starting to um, see the change in myself just by externally, just having different conversations with people and, mm-hmm. and different styles of conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, then I'll just, I'll say that what actually landed on me when I was meditating one one morning was this sort of a download and it still weirds me out to say it, but it's like I had this message and the message said, your um, purpose here on earth is to eliminate fear from 1 million women across the globe by 2020 so that they can live their life with power and purpose and without apology. And it was such a profound message and where, wherever the hell it came from. But I remember just turning around going, who said that? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. that kids are making fun of me. It's six o'clock in the morning. They're not up anyways. And it was just like, wow, I needed to pay attention. So I, I, I've been paying attention to that. Yes. And so then it's about being able to take the message that you got and putting it into action because this is where people yeah. forget. They get the downloads or they get the, they get the feeling they get all of that. But if you don't put into action what you're doing, which is getting outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and really stretching and start having those hard conversations with other people, yeah. then it's, nothing's going to materialize. It's going to fade off until the universe kicks you in the ass again. Yeah. So um, at some point you need to listen. And too often people experience a crisis of, of faith. That's another experience that I, what I call is a crisis of faith. But it's crisis of health, and that is often mm-hmm. the biggest wake up call.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, you know, to me, I looked at my, even today when I was meditating, it was like getting to that next level of of self acceptance, and um, <clears throat> but from a deep deeper within space. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, this is my cancer. It's I don't have cancer. I've never had cancer. Um, but I think anything toxic in your body is like a cancer because it just eats away at you slowly so true. Um, or, or, or quickly. Yep. And it was this realization that this is my cancer. Um, I'm going to deal with it. Like I would, if I had actual cancer, which I would be aggressive with it in the right. sense that I would just right. do it. No, oh, I love it. that. So I
1: love that. That's, that's where I'm
0: forgot what the question was, but
1: that's what was my, that's my answer. Yeah, no, no, that answers the question because I think to um, a lot of what we do, um, so when we cut to this point of, okay, what does my life mean? What do I do? We start we start looking externally for the answers for that, right? Do I change two jobs? Do I find a new relationship? Do I lose 50 pounds? Do I get a new wardrobe? Like whatever it is, and we start to look for that external validation. When a hundred percent of what we are put on this planet to do, our meaning and purpose comes from inside us. And I once had this coach who said to me, everything you have ever needed has always been inside of you. Your job is like to tune in to that place and let that thing out because it's been there the whole time. And like, I know for me personally, like those those little niggly voices where I'm like, I don't have time for that. I got stuff to do. I had a job to do. I got momming duties, all of that stuff. You just kept stuffing it down. Go away, it's an annoyance. Until, like you just said, you get to this point where it's like, okay, I will no longer be shushed, and I'm going to put you in a position where you have to listen to me. And for me, that ended up as a health crisis, as it did for you. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's too uncommon. Um, and so the whole process of tuning inwards, and like you said as well, 99% of the world is asleep. Like we are just so, we've never been taught that there's an inner life that we needed to mm-hmm. be paying attention to. Exactly. Right? So yeah. The process of surrender and meditation and journaling mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you do mm-hmm. to start paying attention yeah. to what's going on inside you is the key in my mind <laughs> to finding yeah. the purpose or the mission or whatever yeah. it is that you want to do, or even just your happiest life, like your most passionate life. Right.
0: right. And for some of the people, and I had a hard time with the word surrender because I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah. I don't surrender. That's not in my DNA. And yes. because of the way <laughs> I interpret the meaning of it. And, <clears throat> So I work with an energy person and she said, you know what? forget about the word surrender, just relax.
1: Yes. And I'm like,
0: oh my God, that's all I need to do is relax. And if for the people out there who, who maybe aren't at that place of surrender yet or really yeah. understand what that means, it's just just yes. relax. Yes. <laughs> Life is, you know, yeah, well, there's a thousand things to do and, you know, to accomplish and all of that kind of stuff, but just chill out relax and enjoy the process. And I was never a journey yes. person. I was a destination person and that awesome. <laughs> um, my success and happiness and all of that was over here, but I'm here. So I'm not going to be happy and joyful until I'm there. Well, the there keeps getting pushed. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, because, yeah. and I mean, and like I did, I mean, very successful in my career and no matter what achievement I got, what promotion, what bigger bonus, more money or whatever it was, there was always still this kind of like, oh, still doesn't feel like enough. Okay. I got to keep going. Still doesn't feel like enough. And I finally realized that there is going to be no amount of things outside of me that is going to fill that. But not enough peace. Right. Again, I had to tune into it. And like you, that was like really foreign language. I'm like, I don't have time to meditate or, you know, you're making yeah. a mental grocery list or a to do list while you're yes. while you're sitting there. Yeah. And you know what, that's okay too. If that's the way you start mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually practice, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can, you can find yourself quiet in your mind, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a process of learning as well too. And we come, we also live in a society for immediate gratification. So I meditated twice and I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, one of the uh, a process that I do for myself and for my clients. So what I, I essentially help, I, I help people uncover what their, what their soul story is. Mm-hmm. And what that so what a soul story means is this. A soul, your soul story is the very sense of who you are. It's your inner sense of meaning and purpose. Yeah. And our whole lives are made up of a billion experiences and what I call your soul story moments. So our lives are made up of all of these soul story moments that lead to sort of like the big bang in your life or the, the soul story. And we have a lot of soul stories. So when you- What's find, an
1: example of a soul story, for a example? Soul story.
0: For um, yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, my soul story, the spiritual breakdown, that okay. process of, of coming to that moment of, oh my gosh, a soul story might be when you had, when you got cancer and it was the best thing that ever happened to you. Okay or when some, or, or well, soul story, soul story comes from, I'll say three things, just to make it really clear, is number one, it could be a mess in your life. Something, um, a tragic, it doesn't have to be tragic, but often it is, because that's our wake-up call, um, is something that happens significantly in your life that had you stop and pause and go, oh. So it's like the dark night of the soul, or mm-hmm. that 3 right. a.m. moment, or that moment in, in when you're in the office going, what am I doing here? <laughs> right. um, so it's, it's a, or it's a mess that happened. Or somebody else so let's say your child or, or someone that you saw in the world um, had something happen to them and or you read in the newspaper and you're like oh my god that can't be um, another element is a moment I, I talked a little bit about that it's, it's just that that moment of you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you go I, I, and you look at the person that you're lying beside as an example like I can't be married to this person anymore or I can't be in this relationship anymore or whatever that looks like um, so it's a moment in your life and then the third element is a mission. Mm. And so, Mm. um, just as an example, um, Mothers Against Drug Drivers, like that's a mission. Like it started maybe from started from a mess, (laughs) and it turned into a mission. Right. And um, or the Me To We Foundation, if anyone knows about that, yeah. Um, You know that is a mission that Craig read something in the newspaper about something that happened in India, and in that moment when he was 12 years old, he went, "Mm, "That can't be. We have to fix that." And now he's created his whole life about it. Um, So those are the three elements that it comes from. And then, so then it becomes into, it translates into your why, which is your inner sense of meaning and purpose, your mm-hmm. why. Why the heck are you even here on earth in the first place? And often people come to that realization when they're dying, uh, i.e. when they're 85 years old and they have a, have a moment. And it's true. I used to work in gerontology and I used to work in, with the Victorian order of nurses in the palliative care department. So mm. with, and in the elderly Alzheimer's department. So it was the, it was the two. Um, That you come to that moment in realization in your life that did i live the life that i really wanted and so why wait until then so sometimes it's easier to come to that realization first and then when you follow that inner sense you follow your why your life it fills with meaning and purpose but the beauty of your story is that when you share your story with somebody else like we are here is that someone else's life will change? Yes. That someone else's life will fill with meaning and purpose, and so on and so on. And that's what ripple. That's the, um, what impact is about. So, going back to the way of you know our ancestors or whoever, you know, of sharing story, but with purpose and with meaning, as opposed to bitching and complaining about it. Right. But Real with a sense of purpose. So, when you can uncover what your full story is of your life, that you just go through your whole life and go, wow, all of that happened to me what can I do with it? Yeah. You don't have to be a speaker. You don't have to do anything like that, but that's right. a real great way. So that is, um, what people need to do is they need to, in order to believe in the power of who you are, you need to know who you are. Yes. As opposed oh. to the story that you make up about yourself.
1: So true. Yeah. So true. Gosh, that's, that's a really powerful point because in, in getting to know yourself, and this was true for me and probably for you, you have to peel away layers and layers and layers of all the things that you have acquired, like all of the roles, all of the images, all of the thoughts and everything that made you who you are or this person that you became. And you literally have to start peeling what I call peeling the onion, layer by layer by layer until you get to the core of like, oh, what's absolutely true for me? Like what's really true for me? And one of the big things I noticed was, okay, I, I used to pride myself on being a complete hard ass. Like mm-hmm. I ain't got no time for tears. Like this just doesn't yeah. happen. And as I started to pe- peel the layers, when anything, anytime anything was really resonated as true for me, tears would automatically spring yeah. from my eyes. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, tears of truth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I must be on the right path. Right? Yeah. But before oh, that, process, the thought of like yeah. crying, I'm like, no, yeah. I don't do that, right? So I guess suppressing it all those years, yeah. but that was for me was like the guidepost to yeah. how do I get to my authentic self? Like, right. what are the clues along the way?
0: Well, you see, and so just use that as an example. So you're you're being a hard ass, and you prided yourself on a hard ass. If you go back over your life, I have a process called going through the ages, where I literally I take people year by year through their life, right? And it is the most therapeutic thing that you will ever do. And it will come um, from both a cleaning out your, your own inner soul stuff, but helping other people. And mm-hmm. so there's the factual story of what happened. So when you're two, yeah. three, four, or five, somewhere, somewhere along the way, someone told you to not cry or buck up or whatever yep. it is. Exactly. And you internalize that to mean um, uh, tears are weak or crying is weak or whatever it is. Yeah. So there's the factual story of what someone actually said to you or did to you or whatever. And then there's the story that you made up about the facts. So you are, we are living our life based on a lot of soul story experiences, which are bullshit stories Mm -hmm. that we have Mm -hmm. told ourselves story after story after story after story about a factual story. So when you peel away, peel away the BS stories and you actually see the, the nugget of the story, you're like, That's what happened. This is what I made it mean. And they don't even come close. Right. Right. Even if you experienced uh, abuse and all of that, it's not the fact of of the abuse, verbal, physical, mental, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, That's still the fact. But it's what you made it mean about who you are. And that is the the issue in today's world. And so it's, for people out there, know what the real story is take a look at what the bullshit story is and they will keep popping up. And these are the excuses and justifications we use on a day-to-day basis of Mm -hmm. why we are the way we are, why we do what we do, why we say what we do, and why we go after what we want. It's a hundred percent excuses. And I butt up against a lot of people who really want something bigger in their life. And when you want something bigger than what you currently have or currently are or whatever, what happens is your subconscious immediately rises to the surface and it's like a stranglehold. And all of a sudden, your yeah. big excuses are there. And now you're battling your desire with your excuses. So you yeah. have to have someone in your corner to say, here's your excuse. Yes. Here's your excuse. And you're like, you got nothing, you know? It's that is so-,
1: so true. Yeah. That is so true. I, just, I read a stat the, the other day, and I think it said something like, we think like 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day and 95% of those are complete repeat and those thoughts create emotions which drive our actions and all of that kind of thing so if you want something different you need to literally have to change even one of those thoughts right like to start the snowball but it just oh, yeah. to show you how programmed we are from yeah. like whatever that thing is and whatever we made it mean that has literally programmed our reality Right, 100%. like it's so, it's so fascinating, and you're like sixty yeah. to seventy thousand thoughts a day, constantly oh, bombarding, wow. over and over and over. Like no wonder you can't help but take the same action. If you bombarded yourself with sixty to yeah. seventy thousand positive "I can do" thoughts, imagine, right?
0: Like well, imagine what you could do. thrown at you, right? Or snowballs. You have mm-hmm. sixty thousand snowballs thrown at you of negative stuff. You're like, what are you constantly doing? Well, you're either getting hit, and yeah. you're just
1: dodging. That's what you're doing. Yeah, you're, you're saying, dodging. Yeah. yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. Great analogy. Great yeah. analogy. So, um, I know we're coming to the end of our time and I just want to be, uh, conscious of your time. So if there was kind of, let's say two to three things that you would tell a woman in midlife who is feeling stuck, doesn't know where to go, maybe once more for her life, but doesn't know how to get there. What would be the three pieces of advice that you would give her? Or, you know, somebody like yourself who, you know, has reached a spiritual breakdown. What are the three pieces of advice would you, would you give to them?
0: Okay. Number one, you need to know what you want and you need to, it needs to be void of what other people want. Void of your children, of your spouse, of your boss, of whatever. In reality, if they aren't there, you need to know exactly what it is that you want as a person on your uh, on your journey of life and get so crystal clear on that and without judgment and this is really where the hard part is because we go yeah i would really i want to live on a boat but blah 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 blah. if you want to live on a boat you want to live on a boat and it's just you need to be emotionally connected to what it is that you want because intellectually is not where it's going to happen you need to be heart connected to what it is you truly want and desire for your life number two is you need to take a look at where you're at is are you playing in in, in in the world right now as to um, with what you want? And are you in the relationship that you want? This is a biggie for, for women. Yeah, but my husband, my partner. But yeah, but do you even want to be in that relationship? With them? And that's a hard one to, right? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I went into a relationship for the wrong reason. And, and so um, uh, you're in the relationship that you want. Are you surrounded by the people that you really want to be, whether they family or friends or, or whatever? And if not, you have to get rid of the toxic, external things that are that are mm-hmm. bothering you. Yes. And um so that's a tough one. <clears throat> so you got to get rid of, of what's not working. So if you have cancer, I just uh, so is the big C word, right? Is if you have cancer, what are you gonna do? You're going to remove the cancer, whether you get it yes. cut off, burned off, spoiled off, whatever that looks like, you are want to get rid of it. Take a look at the external cancers in your life. Um, and then the internal cancer of your thought process. and say, do I want to be, one of the questions I ask myself on a daily basis is if I'm feeling eh, or if I have a pain or something, it's like, do I want to be, or do I want to feel, or do I want to, do I want to, do I want to feel uncomfortable? Do I want to feel pain? Or do I want to feel free? Mm, Yes. Because
1: I love that. Yeah.
0: Everybody wants to feel free. And then the next thing is you say, just take a breath and go, you know, I want to feel free. You need to start externalizing what you want by way mm-hmm. of words so that your body, your consciousness, your subconscious can actually hear it. Yes. So I'll just again, do you want to feel uncomfortable? Or sorry, do I want to feel uncomfortable or do I want to be uncomfortable? Yeah. Or do I want to be free? And then you take a breath and you check where it is and then you go, I want to be free. It's just hands down, that's what you say. Um, the third element is what is the challenge or the gap? Sorry, what is the challenge that's stopping you or slowing you down? So you've got where you are, where you mm-hmm. want to be. So there's a gap. We right. need to focus on the gap. Right. We focus too much on where we are and make up excuses, but we need to focus on where do we want to be? What's the gap? What do I need to do to shrink the gap? Right. And that is so important. So how do I need to think? What do I need to say? What do I need to be doing? What do I need to be feeling? And everything comes down to a feeling. So I'll just use the corporate job. I mean, you were super successful. Everything was amazing, but if you sat down and you did, it came to you, but, um, do I feel free? Do I feel at peace? Do I feel like I really want oh, to feel? Yeah. And if the answer is even remotely no, then what you were currently doing needs to change Yeah, because that's
1: down to the feeling. For sure. And that's such a hard thing to admit to yourself because when you're in the land of fear and you're like, but this is how I support myself. This is, you know, my identity. This is to actually admit to yourself that this isn't working. Like for me, I was like, uh, okay, okay. I know it's not, but really, <laughs> I, I, I can't even admit it because what's going to happen? what's going to have to happen next. I'm going to have to change and like the fear of the unknown again. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah that's well, and
0: that's why most of the world's asleep right and yes. that's why when you do those three things you go and it, it's a process like it took me a while so it's yeah. like where do you it be? is a process where you are now what's the gap that what is stopping you or slowing you down yeah and it's not the job it's how you feel about the job it's yeah, the perspective it's about the job it's what you make it mean about who you are and you're right it's the hardest thing you'll ever do
1: yeah but it thing.
0: is the but it is so worth it
1: <sighs> so worth it so worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of this with us today. Like this was super inspiring and enlightening. Um, and just for the people who are listening or watching, um, you know, everything that <laughs> that Odette and I have talked about today is a process. It's a process of months and years. And um, it doesn't happen in any kind of sequential order. And the whole, <laughs> the whole name, of, name of this game is just to keep going. So, you know, not getting frustrated with yourself because it's not happening overnight, like trying to meditate and you can't do it. Like it's a process of evolution over time. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that you will ever do is to take the first couple of steps. And even if it's, you know, we use meditating as an example, even if it's sitting by yourself for two minutes at a time as a place to start, like the tiniest little steps that you can begin, it will start the snowball rolling and that's how you get to where, where it is. Because yeah. we all want the instant gratification and we all want it yesterday, myself included, Yeah. <laughs> right? And the, the journey, is like really it's about having patience along the journey and having compassion with yourself along the journey, so.
0: And as you're going on that journey, and I never meditated before, so it, it's not, a, I, I'm not a saying, I'm not like meditation guru here. Okay. Um, You are going to, you're going to butt up against how you feel about yourself as you're going through the process. Oh yeah. And you will, and you may. I won't say you will, but you may hate yourself. The self sabotaging conversation will be even louder. Yes. But that's why you need to be connected in how you feel in your life and do you really want it? And that's what's kept me in the game, is that my my dislike and disdain for myself was here say when i first started and then it was here and then it was here and then it was up here <laughs> it, it my desire to get over myself was far greater than to stay in the, the pity party or the ship that i was in yeah. so <clears throat> um that's right. what you need to be uh need to be shooting for and to be and to know that it's not an easy process yeah. and it's, it's not, <laughs> it's it, definitely it's not. i started I, I would say i started in 2008 or 9 and my God, what are we, 2019? And I'm like, really? I should be over myself by now. I should
1: I should be like the queen of whatever. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so true. Well, again, okay. thank you so much. And where can people find you if they want to find more about what you do yeah. and, you know, creating your yeah, soul story? Absolutely. Where can people find you on the interwebs or
0: in other places? If you go on my website at um, odettepeak.com, O-D-E-T-T-E-P-E-E-K, it's a great place to start. I have a great TEDx talk that I did um, that really is about um, community and living and stuff like that, and um, I've got a lot of you know free stuff on there. I have a really great guide actually is what I when I first started. It's called How Big Is Your Butt? Learn the seven ways you mm, sabotage your own success. <laughs> and um, and you know download that, have a have a listen to it, have a read of it. It's a great place to start. And you know if you are an entrepreneur or someone who wants to get your message out there in a big way, or you want to share your story. I mean, there's a lot of other platforms um, to get your story out there that aren't business related. that's so actually true. probably where you found me. Um, and I can teach you how to share your story in a way that it motivates and inspires other people because everybody has a story. It just needs to come out.
1: Right. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to connect yeah. in person one day since we're actually not that far apart.
0: <laughs> yes, I know we will.
1: All right. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to Old Chicks Know Shit. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in.